0: Well, welcome back to another episode of So Dot 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 Talk To Me. This is episode... 70. Whoa, 70. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We made it to 70.
1: We made it 70. 70
0: episodes. That's yeah. crazy.
1: It, it is. It, I know I say this every week, but it yeah. still surprises me. I know people. I say that every week. That it's been, that we've been doing I'm this over I'm still a year. shocked
0: that we made it past 10 episodes, so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, pretty much. Um, it's funny, I've, uh, well, yeah, I don't have to preface this. I preface everything I say. I need to just shut up and talk. Mm, try that one. Um, I've been working on uh, an audiobook, actually, and it's an audio book on marriage. And um, you know it's it's a real like practical kind of book, mm. um, but it's it's got some good practical tips on on just how to you know how to uh, how to stay married is what I was gonna say, <laughs> but it's it's more like how to how to like actually be intentional about your marriage. I think mm. is basically kind of what it is. Don't drift apart. What's don't, the don't be dumb.
0: What's the biggest thing that it focuses on? Uh,
1: uh probably. Well, I mean. I was going to say just being intentional, because like the name of the book is "Keep Showing Up," so okay, like that—that's the point—is like actually putting value on your marriage. One—one one of the key things that she comes back to multiple times, actually, and I know this sounds kind of uh, uh, negative, but it, it's not that way. Um, is that uh, it? She says that it takes two people to to make a good marriage, and it only takes one to break it up, um, which you know i you know I, I agree 90% we've talked about our views on marriage before mm-hmm. um but her point is that like both parties need to like try their hardest to stay engaged in the marriage basically mm-hmm. that's her point anyways um all that to say <laughs> that like one of the things that she talks about is just having like regular time to to spend together with with your spouse quality time exactly yeah And, and, um, she's real, I mean, she's kind of, she's funny. Um, it's very much like, again, like practical tips. It's very much like lay level stuff. Um, so, so she talks about just kind of the mundane, um, aspects of day in and day out marriage. She's been married 30 something years. So like, you know, the, the ordinary type of, of days that she has is, is very much, um, it's just brought out like you know it's, it's not like she's a newlywed and everything's new and awesome and you know
0: the ordinary is very important
1: exactly exactly and so she yeah so she says that way anyways um th- so i was thinking you know as i'm as i'm listening to this as i'm editing this book um or the audiobook um it just occurred to me like i was like huh do we set aside like how how often do we set aside time and then it kind of hit me like that's sort of what this podcast yeah. is <laughs> like. This is intentionally this is time us. we set aside yeah. to to talk with you. Because even like in the times that um, the times that are just really busy, you know, when I've got a bunch of work and you know I'm in school and you know all this other the kids are crazy, all that kind of stuff. Um, and most of our nights are taken up by other things. Like we've still made it a point to continue. Doing this podcast every week, which is pretty cool. Right.
0: Well, and we may not have like, we may not always set aside like time every single day just to sit and talk to each other no. or do something together. But over the years, we've sort of figured out how to kind of have quality time while doing other things, if that makes sense. So, like, I don't know, you You might be sitting at the computer doing something and I'm doing dishes, but, like, we're talking to each other mm-hmm. um, about our day or about, you know, whatever. Or, I don't know, just, like, a lot of times when we get, get into bed, I'll, like, like, get ready to go to sleep, I'll ask, like, a random kind of deep question. <laughs> Before we fall asleep. Like the other night, it was if women can't be pastors, does that mean that if a woman officiates a wedding, the wedding isn't legit? Like the marriage isn't legit? You know, like it was just like this random question that Mm -hmm. we like thought about and talked about in like the five minutes it took to like, you know, crawl into bed, turn the lights off, and just talk for a few minutes before we fell asleep. Like, yeah. (laughs) yeah like yeah we've just figured out over the years how to keep communication alive and things interesting, I guess you know, yeah keep, yeah, yeah,
1: that's true that makes sense well and and it's I think also it's one of those things that like the more that you do it, it breeds more like the font it's how do, habitual. How do you say it? yes but it's it's like the more it, it's kind of like junk food right where the more that you eat junk food the more you're used to junk food and the more you crave junk food mm-hmm. right um it's kind of like that except this is not junk food <laughs> like this is a good thing um it, so i think even like this podcast has helped us like want to stay in constant communication mm-hmm. as well and i say constant like you said it's it's not every day but it's you know it's well but most we do days. like
0: talk to each other every day. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just become a habit. Like, Mm -hmm. when you get home, it's like, hey, how was your day? What did you do? And, you know, you ask me how my day was, and we just talk about whatever's on our mind. Yeah. Like, even if there's, like, I don't know, a silence, one of us will usually ask, like, what are you thinking about right now? You know, like, we've just... That's just become a habit.
1: Yeah. That's true. It's just, I don't know, it's pretty cool when i was yeah just listening to the podcast and then thinking about it uh or i said podcast i meant audiobook um and then just thinking about it myself it was it brought this podcast to mind <laughs> and so like now as we start another episode and we say hey we're 70 episodes in it just i'm like this is awesome like the fact that we've been able to to stay at it and i know i say this every stinking week so i'm so sorry you have to hear me say this again um but i just mean in the context of like setting aside time so this is this is totally self-serving guys this is not for you i'm saying for us here at our (laughs) kitchen table right now when this is recorded um it's just awesome to me that we've been able to like it's like it's really cool to be able to to be a part of to to look back and say we have intentionally set aside this time every week to to talk about something. Yep. Sometimes it's unscripted. <laughs> Sometimes we talk about TV shows for 20 minutes and don't get on the topic that we were planning on, but um, but it's happened. So I don't know. It's kind of cool. I, I think we are much better off for it.
0: And I'm um, surprised people actually listen to it.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> less and less every week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but hey, I, I, I mean, I don't blame you, but we're, we're going to keep doing it because... We All the reasons that I just said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm happy to
2: be here. Seventy episodes in, here we are, we made it this far.
0: So, so how yeah. you doing? <laughs> good. I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. It's been a pretty chill day. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think Thursdays are always chill days because.
1: I it's, do think you say that a lot on the podcast. Really?
0: But, Probably. Cool. I don't know. It's just because Wednesdays are always so crazy. Like I usually have my Bible study in the morning and then Ezra comes over and then um, like we. That get, is
1: the young child that she watches a oh, few times yes. a week. And then so I get... you are in, in care of three young children, children under three.
0: Yes. Um. Well, no, Uh, Ollie is over
1: three. Right, three and under. (laughs) He's three. Yes.
0: Um, and then like cleaning up the house, getting dinner ready for small group. Like it's it's a hectic day, and so when Thursday comes, I'm just like, we're doing nothing today. Gotcha. (laughs) So yeah, we did. Well, we didn't just we didn't do nothing. We had fun. Ollie has been super obsessed with his pirate costume lately mm-hmm. and just wanting to wear it all the time, which is really funny. But,
1: um, Well, I mean, he got the new parts to it over Christmas, so he had this, right. I mean, now, this is totally you. You bought this freaking awesome pirate costume for him. At like, a resale shop. It just for, looks. like, super cheap. It looks sweet. It came with uh, a scimitar sword. sword. Yeah. Um and it has like the the, a little like loop to put it in, Mm -hmm. so it's not a it's not a full on sheath, but it's like hanging at his side, which is freaking cool.
0: And it has a little coin pouch. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And and it came with an awesome hat. hat. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's 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 freaking sweet. And uh, and then over Christmas he got some gifts from his auntie who got him. uh, It was
0: from Rebecca and Andrew.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, both of them. There you go. So, so they got him this little box that has uh, the latch is, is a skull. And it's, it's a treasure, treasure chest. Yes. It's a treasure chest with a skull latch mm-hmm. that you open. And you open it up and it's it's, an, you know, it's a decent little size. Um, but then on the bottom, you can actually-
0: uh, Remove one of the little wooden planks. Exactly. And it's a hidden compartment. Yeah. And
1: that's where all the coins are. So we got a bunch <laughs> of pirate coins- and a flag, a Jolly Roger, mm-hmm. and so so he's just been pirating it up. Yes, <laughs> um, and I, yeah, he loves those coins. He's got him in his pouch now, so his pouch is like full of pirate <laughs> treasure, and he's got his pirate treasure chest, and yeah, it's it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. so
0: cute. But the past couple of days, he's been talking about a pirate ship,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what is that about?
0: I assume it's just from his. The pirates movie. I okay. don't know. Gotcha. Uh, but so today we made a ship. I'll show you the video later. Oh, but okay. It just basically like a little fort type thing. Like I put chairs together and put blankets over it, and then I uh, I put like the broom in between some of the chairs to stand it up, and I taped the Jolly Roger to it <laughs> and like had it waving, so it was like a ship. And him and Josie were in their pirate costumes and standing in the boat and playing. Nice. It was fun.
1: Nice. Did he love it? <laughs> That's awesome.
0: I was taking pictures and he was he kept asking me to take more pictures. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. That's <Yeah>. nice.
0: <laughs> Dang.
1: So he's also he's been obsessed. Like, I think actually it kind of started his obsession was the movie. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, I guess we could throw that in the recommendations because it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Um, it's by the same people who make Wallace and Gromit, so it's a stop motion. Uh, claymation movie although i think this one was mostly cgi but it looks claymation yeah um so it's called pirates or the pirates
0: i think it's just pirates pirates the, ba- the band, band of, of misfits. misfits something like yeah. that yeah
1: it's based on some book series apparently but it's really fun like the comedy is actually really well done That mm-hmm. we've seen it a million times because <laughs> oliver loves it um so it's not quite as funny anymore but um yeah, but yeah.
0: it's got uh was it Hugh Grant? hmm is the main uh, character. David Tennant.
1: David Tennant is Charles Darwin. Yep.
0: Um, Charles Darwin's in it. It's pretty funny. Actually. What's
1: his name? Bilbo Baggins,
0: uh Oh yeah. Um uh, Morgan Freeman. No yeah. no no Ma- mort Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Morgan Mar- no. Martin Mar- Freeman. Something Mar- Martin yep, Freeman. Martin There it. you go. Martin Freeman. Not he- Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Totally different person. <laughs> martin Freeman, yeah the other um, freeman yeah
1: um what's the and, german and kid's name antoine, antoine yelchin. yelchin there you yeah, go
0: and
3: rest in peace um brendan Gleeson. yeah
1: there you go mm-hmm is he that's scottish or that's irish? To mind. i think scottish. he's scottish i'm pretty okay. sure he's scottish well i know it could, ten- could be wrong scottish, maybe he's, so i wasn't sure oh you're right so maybe he is irish mm-hmm. you're right okay well, anyways, it has some some nice vocal talents. It actually uses a flight of the concord song as for like a montage in it's the hilarious. movie, which is really funny. Uh, it's it's good. It's good. I'm not crying. Cry, ha 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm making a lasagna
0: for, for one. one. <laughs>
1: I don't Anyways, think that part is actually in the movie. If but we've the song
0: never se- <laughs> recorded, Fly of the Concords. Yeah. There's your reco.
1: There you go. Yes. Very good. It can get a little raunchy at times, but it's not too bad. No, just, I can I smart. can think
0: of I don't know, maybe a couple episodes where it got a little raunchy, but it's not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it shouldn't it's it's not too bad. Yeah. I it don't. is. Yeah uh so pirates band of misfits and the so that's probably where his obsession of pirates started mm. and he loves that movie but then uh over the weekend we showed him uh pirates of the caribbean yeah and uh he he liked it when we watched it he ha he hasn't asked me to watch it again of course i'm not here all day like you are has he asked okay no okay but he wants to continually watch pirates band of misfits
0: yeah, if he doesn't ask for that, it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Still. Oh, still.
1: Okay. He's still on that kick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> not, yeah. even, not even the Santa Clauses coming to town. I know he really liked that one, he
0: does but really is he like asking for it? He doesn't ask for it. No. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, that and then the Daniel Tiger Snowflake episode.
1: Oh, it has to be that one then. Yes. Ah.
0: It has to start with that one. Gotcha. He's very particular. There you go.
1: (laughs) But it's on the PBS Kids app, so you can easily access it and then just throw it up to the Chromecast. It's pretty simple. Or the Blu-ray player, whichever you prefer. Yeah. It's whatever. But anyways. So that sounds that sounds like fun. Y'all played Pirates today.
0: We did.
1: And got lots of pictures. Yeah.
0: Before he freaked out and we had to put everything away. Uh oh.
1: Uh oh. Meltdown. (laughs)
0: Well, the very, so his costume, like, Velcro's in the back. There's, like, three little Velcro strips, and the very bottom one is sort of, like, broken. It doesn't really stick much anymore. Yeah. And he's just really upset that it's, that it doesn't work. Yeah. And so, whenever it pops off, he's, like, he starts to whine because he wants it back on. Yeah. And I'm like, buddy, it's. It's broken. It's just going to keep coming back off. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to keep putting it back together because it's just going to come back off. And then he throws a fit and screams and cries for you because he's upset and you're not here. And just like, okay, if you're going to continue to do that, you're not going to get to wear it anymore. Like, you're just going to be upset about it the whole time. You're not going to get to wear it. And then that just makes him even more upset and he screams and cries and then yells at me screaming, no. And I'm like, you do not get to do that to me. We're going to have to put all of this away if you're going to keep acting like that. Yeah. So we had to put everything away.
1: Fun. (laughs) Not really. But Gotcha. Have you just tried like safety pinning it in the back?
0: I'm afraid to do that because Josie messes with it.
1: But they're safety pins.
0: I don't trust them.
1: It's in the with our the daughter, safe. I don't trust them. Yeah, she'll probably swallow it. She
0: would find out some way because that's
1: how she is. Anyways, Josie will find a way.
0: So, how was your day?
1: It was good. I always <laughs> say that. Sorry, it's so, like, as it's coming it out of my mouth, it's like, this is what convincing. I always reply. <laughs> uh, I was just trying to think of something else to say, but it didn't work, <laughs> and so instead, it sounded very forced. <laughs> um, but no, I have had a good day. Uh, working at home, then working at work. Um, yeah, so, you know, like I had mentioned previously, I'm working on this audiobook, editing it up. We recorded it and editing it. Um, should be finished soon, which I'm stoked about. It's pretty fun. A little, little something I'm doing on the side. Uh, and then then when I went into work, it's been... I mean, One it's, week.
0: Yeah. You looked at me. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, that. Bare Sorry. naked ladies all day long. <laughs> Just, I couldn't help myself. Sorry.
0: Sorry. Let's not get off topic. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Sorry.
1: You, not this time. Um, no, I mean, it's been a pretty standard day. Well, like, so my boss came in, and so he's he had the past, like, two weeks off from mm-hmm. of work. Um, he's the worship director of the church, the worship pastor. And then he, yeah, so he's been gone, you know, it's a new year, all that. And so he comes at, like, probably, like, 2 o'clock this afternoon. And he's like, hey, um, are you doing anything right now? I'm like, eh, nothing too big. Like, I can, I can stop what I'm doing. And he's like, okay cuz I've got some ideas for the stage and basically he wanted to change everything on the stage. <laughs> so that, that was basically my entire afternoon was like tearing stuff down, moving it around, you know, repatching stuff, line checking, uh setting up the lights. Uh since everything moved and and stuff like that. So so most of my day, like 80% of my day was just changing the stage. Um and then we had rehearsal tonight. So but I mean like I I don't mean to sound negative, like that's not it wasn't a bad day. Like it was fine. I I had fun doing it and like I, I like the new layout. It's pretty cool just to you know, change things up every once in a while. Um, it looks cool. But yeah, so so it was a good day. I didn't I didn't get done what I kind of expected to get done, but
2: that's okay. It was it was productive, so I feel good about it. If that makes sense. So Well good. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun.
0: Yeah. Anything you've been I don't know, reading lately, listening to lately, watching lately that you want to talk about? Um, <laughs>
1: um no, I haven't really been watching anything. Um, what I have I've been listening to, I've gone back and I think I think we had rec- I had wrecked this a long time ago um but one of the first podcasts i ever got into that that like first started me into into the entire world of podcasting was a little podcast called lore and um it is about like folklore of uh, different stories like creepy stories from around the world and it's told in such a way that there like it is it's acknowledged that it is tales and folklore but it has a like us it it se- the way that it's told makes it sound like it's true so that it's it's based on like reports and sightings and things like that so some episodes he'll he'll talk about you know um some mythical creature and then he'll talk about all the sightings of this mythical creature and then he'll talk about how it may have come about like how people might have understood it to be so for instance something really simple is like Tuberculosis, back when it was very common and life uh, life threatening disease, um, it seemed to drain your the life from a person over time. You know, I mean, it's similar to like cancer. Um, And out of that kind of birthed the idea of um, of a vampire that would drain someone's life. Um, You know, like you can, you know, the people didn't understand the The same way we do nowadays the, what sickness and what medical conditions, how, how they worked, you mm-hmm. know, basically. And so, and so you'd blame it on someone, a hex, you know, or someone, someone cursed you or you'd blame it on some mythical creature or something like that. And so they, these stories have this kind of air of truth to, even if they're not explained that way, um, they're presented in a, what feels like a historical or almost sort of like a documentary type deal Mm. to where, um, I, I like the stories. I mean, I like kind of the horror genre in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, I, I, I just, I enjoy it. Um, if it's done well, um, when it veers into, you know, like slasher stuff, (laughs) It's not the it's not the pain and suffering that I enjoy, it's the storytelling. Um and 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 I like looking towards I don't know, the darker side of the human psyche. So even, you know, when we watch something like Black Mirror, like I enjoyed watching the show because it says something about humanity, and I feel like horror does the same thing in a different way. Anyways, um, so they are all kind of horror type stories, but I, I think they're told really well. Even if the guy's voice—I know you don't like his voice—because um, of the way that he enunciates things, uh, it's 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 almost like uh, William Shatner. If you know William Shatner, he speaks in kind of a stilted way. That's
0: yeah, it's just very monotone.
1: Yeah, he almost talks like he's. Reading the words off of a page,
0: right? It bugs me. <laughs> yeah, no it's I, just it just it's boring to me. Okay, like the monotone. Yeah, yes. There's just like no emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. But he gets away with it because he has like music in the background. Yes, that goes along music with is the story. Really good. Yeah, and the music is eerie and matches the story, and so like that like gets you into the story. But yeah, yeah. his voice just kind of bugs me.
1: Yeah. And it is the same like I don't know, six to ten songs over and over and over and over and over again. But they're they're just really good, like little piano pieces. Yeah. Real simple, just piano. Um, but yeah, it's it's creepy. Um so anyways, I I got into lore when it first I say when it first came out, I mean I, I was probably I remember when there were like ten episodes, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's bi-weekly, so I mean, that would have been, it would have been running for a few months at that point. But anyways, I listened to the first handful, few handfuls of episodes, and and again, that's kind of what got me into podcasts in general. And then I listened to the occasional one for the past, like, few years, but I kind of stopped listening to it, and not really for any reason, well, no. You know why? Because I felt like I had to kind of dedicate myself to actually listening to it. Mm. Like it wasn't something that I could kind of half listen to. Like I want, if I'm listening to the story, especially with, again, I think it's it's told really well. I like the storytelling in the podcast. Um, I wanted to like actually be able to pay attention to it when I'm mm. listening to it. Um, but that made it so that I, I just never went back to it. Because now I've listened to other podcasts and audiobooks right. and all that fun stuff. So anyways, I decided that I would go back and listen through lore. And so I'm actually going like front or back to front, I guess, like newest episodes down. And Well,
0: yeah, that's the easiest way to do it. Because then you don't have to like go back and like click on another episode. It just goes down the line. Like if you like, you can't do that if you start from the beginning like if you start at the first episode it won't go to the second. Yeah. Like you have to you'll have to go in, click on the second episode. But if you start at the late like the newest episode, you don't have to like go in and click on the on the next one, on the one before it, like after after you listen to it, it just goes down the line. Yes. So that makes it a lot easier. That's what I do with podcasts if I'm trying mm-hmm. to listen, if I'm trying to catch up on one. Yeah. That's what I'll do cuz I can just press play on the newest episode and then um, not go. touch it again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, I'm into like older episodes to where like it doesn't even regularly show up in the in the when you go to the the podcast itself like it has, you know, the first 15 or whatever that it'll automatically go through, but I'm like so far back now I'm like in the 60s. Like he just came out with episode 105 and I'm on episode like 63 or something like that. So
0: then how do you get to them?
1: You have to, you have to go into the podcast itself and then to like, I use an app called um, Pocket Casts. I have to like actually click on where it says or tap on where it says uh, show older episodes. And so then I just went through and downloaded all of them. Oh, gotcha. So they're actually all like downloaded to my phone. So I don't have to worry about Wi Fi or anything like that. Gotcha. I just use my
0: iPad for that. Okay. So I wasn't sure if there was another section that I wasn't paying attention to.
1: Gotcha. I do it a lot in headphones. I listen to, especially like with lore, I don't necessarily want to have it on, you know, especially if I'm at work and I I don't want other people, Mm -hmm. I don't know, hearing it. (laughs) <laughs> if that makes any sense, I do that with a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, like especially the, um, you know, stuff like Ben Shapiro. Like, I don't want anyone else to know that I'm listening to Ben Shapiro. If that makes sense, when Why I'm not? listening to him, just because, cause I don't want to make it look like I endorse him. Does that make sense? Like, I like. Don't get me wrong. I like Ben Shapiro. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe it just ma- It seems like. Uh I I don't agree with everything he says is the thing and so mm-hmm. like I don't know if if someone heard me listening to him I, I would just think they would assume that I would agree with everything he says. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I think it's it my... would start a good
0: conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I probably would. I probably just need to get over
0: it. Cuz if they don't listen to him they'd probably just ask what you were listening to. And then you could be like Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why is he talking so fast? <laughs> Well, he, does talk he talks fast, really fast. And I speed, speed. it up. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah. yeah. So that's fun.
0: I can't listen to podcasts like that. Well, there are a couple that I can because sometimes there are a couple of podcasts where the people talk pretty slow so I can speed it up no problem but Yep.
1: like yeah. hours speed this up, suckers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It <laughs> helps.
0: Yeah, if you need to do that with us, I have no problem with that. Um <laughs> But yeah, there there are some other ones where they like like tend to talk kind of like mm-hmm. uh Doctrine and Devotion. They tend to talk kind of fast. Okay. Yeah.
3: That Especially makes
0: sense. when they're bantering, they just like go back and forth. Like they're talking pretty fast. Yeah. So I can't have it on like a faster speed. Yeah. And yeah, I can't do that with Shapiro either because he just talks too yeah. fast already. And then I just won't even really be able to pay attention or <laughs> understand yeah. what he's saying.
1: No, that, that makes sense. I, it's not as fast with him as some other podcasts that I have. Um, so it all, it all, yeah, it's all relative depending on, on the speed of the speaker in general. <laughs> um, but also Pocket Casts is nice because you can do it in increments of, of one-tenth.
0: Oh, okay. Something
1: like that. So it's not just like.
0: Yeah, it's not like iTunes where it's like. Right. 1.25, like one 1.5.
1: It's Yeah, you can do it 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. Well,
0: mine just has 1.5 or 2 Re-
1: or... There's no point 1.25? There's got to be 1.25.
0: I don't know. I don't remember. There, I don't those might be the three options.
1: Okay. There has to be. It can't... 1.5... Because 1.5 is pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Like 1.5 is... It would have to be some slow speakers mm-hmm. um, for me to put it on 1.5. Or, or even, even I do that with some audiobooks as well. Like some audiobook readers tend to enunciate and speak slowly, mm-hmm. which is nice. I mean, if you're really like trying to to pay attention, um, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but I will speed, I will speed that sucker right up. <laughs> um, and then they enunciate really quickly and I can tell what they're saying really well. Um, so in that case, everyone's happy, right? <laughs> But, anyways, it's the it, yeah. So here we are, episode seventy, talking about the speed of podcasts.
0: <laughs> Riveting I th- conversation.
1: Think I just got our episode title. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's all that comes to mind right now. Like I did read through a number of books, um, and I say read that, like audio books at the start of the year was it the start of the year or maybe it was at the end of last year anyways like i said i was trying to to like finish out the year because of my reading goal and the types of books that i read <laughs> <laughs> i won't go into that cuz i've already gotten a lot of flack for that um <laughs> um so so there were a handful of books i i don't know if i had talked about did i talk about the great good thing last week at all Okay, this was one I don't one... think
0: I've even heard about this one.
1: No, I had mentioned it to you. I was I was listening to this book. It's by a guy named Andrew Clavin. And he's actually on Ben Shapiro's oh, network.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember you talking about this.
1: So he has he has a podcast as well and it's I, I want to say it's primarily political. I actually haven't listened to it yet because I've been going through lore. Um but this book is is basically kind of like his memoir sort of like an explanation now the the whole thing is um there's a subtitle to it and i'm totally gonna botch it but basically like how a secular jew became a professing christian or something like that mm-hmm. so um so it's it's his story of coming to christ um but it's told to where like god isn't necessarily in the center of the story but he but he continually kind of comes back to it if that mm. makes sense. Um because a lot of it is kind of just explaining his thought processes and in who he was at different points in his life and mm. how he kind of thought through things and what had brought him how all those things had brought him to God or how even he would say how God used those things to bring him to himself. Um and it was a it was a really interesting book um just because it you know it's it's interesting to learn about someone else's life but he's actually a really good writer like the way that it was written um i was really impressed with and maybe maybe you know all these things probably just go hand in hand as to why i actually enjoyed it um but but kind of he he talks about a lot how he made decisions in his life and how he was like disciplined to do the things that he wanted. Well, I mean, just how he changed throughout his life. But one of the things that that he said that he started doing when he was young, because he always knew that he wanted to be a writer, is that he's set aside, it's either three or four hours to write every day. Oh, wow. Every single day. For like 40 years, the man has been writing for three or four hours a day. Every single day. And I'm just like, how is that even possible? That's insane. And now, you know, he's got a podcast, and obviously he he still writes. He has a bunch of novels that are out. Um I remember when we went and saw that Gosnell movie. We talked about that on the podcast, that he was actually one of the the script writers on that movie. Mm. Which I thought was pretty cool. Because I just remember like when the credits were, were playing at the beginning of the movie being like, Oh hey, I know who that is because I've like heard of him through the ben shapiro show and like he's been on different um things that ben has been you know like uh q and a's and stuff like daily that. wire I, i'm sure he does oh, okay. just because he's a writer um but yeah so so obviously this was a non-fiction book but mm-hmm. it was he, yeah just the way that he wrote like you could tell he's put a lot of thought into writing in general right <laughs> so <laughs> um so it was it was really interesting and i really enjoyed it um it's obviously it's it's the guy's story so i i you know he says some things about christianity or about god that are a little weird you know especially from from the context that he comes at it like how he became a christian but then other times he's talking about it and i'm just like oh yes yes brother <laughs> um like this is this is awesome but i mean i'm not going to criticize a guy for telling a story you know what I, you know like yeah so what he has some weird beliefs like i'm i'm not i i don't know i mean i i say that not that it's not important just that like in the context of a story about his life i'm not gonna say that his story is any less valid because I don't agree because we don't line up 100% theologically mm-hmm. you know it just so anyways it's it's I don't know I think it's always interesting learning about other people's experience of coming to Christ pretty cool So, anyways uh, you asked if there were anything you know that I've been reading or listening to or watching that I, I don't know Felt like it was worth talking about, and there you go, lore and the great good thing by Andrew Clavin. So coolio. How about you? Have you gotten into anything lately? That um, Heartland. I finally finished Heartland.
0: Oh, you finished it! Wow, ten seasons of Heartland. I finished yeah. it. Um, there is an eleventh season that's not on Netflix. Ah. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. but We don't have Prime anymore. Dang it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I finished that up, which is kind of funny. Like, I have this issue where if I start a show, I have to finish it before I start anything else. Okay. Um, so, it's funny, now that I'm done, it's kind of a relief.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can watch something
0: else. Well, like, I, I like the show. I like the show a lot. It's just, like, now I, that I'm done, I have, you know, other, I have time to do other things.
1: <laughs> other things like what?
0: Like, read a book. Oh. Or, yeah watch another show if I want to, but, um, so yeah, I finished Heartland and I finally started reading. Well, I won't, I won't say finally. I started it a long time ago, but never actually finished it. So I started it over, um, no little women by Amy bird. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm mm-hmm. not very far into it yet. I think the first time I started reading it, I only got like, three or four chapters in so but um yeah i know it's a great book so i'm just excited to get through the whole thing but yeah it's about um it's about women's ministry mostly okay um particularly just how how pastors and elders need to be involved in the women's ministry and not just because it tends in a lot of evangelical churches to just be its own sort of entity mm-hmm. and not really have much, um, like leadership or head over it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, like specifically with pastors and elders, they're just sort of like women do your thing kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So, the point of this book is she's she's mostly speaking to um, like leaders and pastors and elders within the church about women's ministry Okay um, and how just in the popular Christian culture uh, like books that are written for like Quote unquote Christian books written for women tend to be incredibly fluffy Mm -hmm. or just have horrible doctrine. Um, And so, just to be very vigilant about that and um, just kind of telling like women that we need to like step up and really study scripture. Mm-hmm. And not fluff in emotion, but like knowing God's word, like not being the uh what is it called the the weak women that Paul references to in a
2: uh, was
0: mm-hmm. that is that second Timothy I'm not sure I think it's second the weak minded women that were led astray by the
2: wolves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Nice. It's
0: good. It's encouraging.
2: Nice. So
1: Heartland and no little women. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, I guess (laughs) that brings us to our topic for today, um, which it's probably going to be like last week. And, you know, we we just had over half the episode already. So, (laughs) Not too much to say, um, no. But uh, the, like we've been doing lately, is going through the five points of Calvinism, as they're colloquially colloquially termed. <laughs> I think I pronounced that right. I don't know. Anyways, who cares? Um, yeah. So the tulip, right? We've been going through the tulip, um, which again is is a little ironic because we're just now starting to go through the Institutes of the Christian Religion by John Calvin. Which is, you know, where this stuff originated. Um, I haven't actually ever read it. So, here's to here's We're to not 2019. Real Calvinists, <laughs> right? Apparently. Exactly. Well, no, just like going through even the, the intro, it's just it's just funny because it's like I should have read this a long time ago. <laughs> um, regardless, this is. I mean, none of none of our none of our podcast is authoritative anyway. <laughs> Um, but we can, we can at least have a little conversation here on the final point in the tulip and maybe, maybe this is something we'll come back around to after we have some more understanding on it. But I, I think we've got at least some sort of grasp on
0: the concept. So, um, the final P in tulip is perseverance of the saints mm-hmm. or, uh, preservation of the saints, yeah, whichever floats your boat mm-hmm. I think um, I think I prefer preservation because uh perseverance can can be misleading, can be misunderstood as like a
2: works type of thing, like we
0: persevere of our own doing. Does that make sense? I think, I think just the term can be mis, misunderstood. Yeah. Um, but definitely, uh, so I'm going to say, uh, preservation because I like that word better. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, preservation of the saints. It's basically just saying that once you're saved, you're always saved because, God keeps you and holds you. He keeps your salvation, salvation, salvation secure.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So you can't lose
1: it. Right. Right. You can't lose your salvation is what you're saying. So, um, you know, again, these five points came out of um, five disagreements that Jacob Arminius had with Calvin. Right. And so his his claim was that no it is possible. Um we see it. We see people um leaving the faith. And so you have to constantly Well, no, actually I I don't know. I don't know what his argument was. So I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but um that type of reasoning actually leads to um uh, how how shall I put this? but you're always kind of questioning whether or yeah, not yeah
0: how can you have any assurance
1: right right cuz cuz you may lose it um so
0: which also makes it up to you
1: right your salvation yeah yeah and that's where that's where there's some difficulty now i th- i think we can um yeah well let's let's swing back to that because i think at least as I'm kind of thinking through this again, um, the issues, the, or the difficulties, I'll put it that way, the difficulties for me in in this, in this doctrine don't arise from scripture. I think scripture is pretty clear, and I've got a number of scriptures here that we can read that talk about it. Um, I think the difficulty is when we take a look at our experience at the world around us, and as mm-hmm. we see other people, and as we see even in ourselves, and how that can cause us to despair of some of these things. And so, the difficulty is reconciling our experience with what we believe mm-hmm. and what God says in his scripture. Um, but again, we can kind of circle back to that because I think that's a good discussion to have, um, just because honestly, it's difficult.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, let's start with the Bible. Um, it's always
0: a great place to start when it, you're, you know, talking about theology. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. And if you're not
0: starting there when you're talking about theology, there's an issue.
1: Something is wrong <laughs> with your theology. Yes. Um, because and and that okay, I say that that's that's one of the things that um like even in the the prefatory material. For Calvin's Institutes that that is mentioned, and I can't remember if it was Calvin himself saying this or if it was other, if it was someone else saying this about Calvin, but they were basically saying how, um, his no, I think I think it was I think it was actually Calvin because he actually lays out like here are some of the the presuppositions that you ought like the assumptions that you ought to make when you go to scripture, and and so he's talking about like I've written these institutes so that so that you would understand what the Christian, you would understand what Christianity is, what you, what you ought to believe. And therefore you can rightly read the word in light of these truths, um, which is a pretty bold claim, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I think it's, I mean, it, the, that just means that what you're, you actually believe what you pr- profess. So like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I was just surprised by his boldness. Um, and it was, it was encouraging Anyways. Yeah, I mean,
0: coming from a man who this was literally his livelihood. Yeah, yeah. Studying the word of God. Yeah. So uh,
1: Yeah, and it was certainly his life's work and what he was remembered for as well. Um, he, was, he was, dare I say it, he was a genius um, <laughs> when it came to theology, especially systematizing. Which is why church it.
0: history matters. hey oh
1: Look into it. It's good. Again, I say this as a 30-year-old who's never read the Institutes. Until now. <laughs> so anyways, with, uh, th- with that little digression out of the way, I do have- um, That's why
0: confessions matter.
1: Yeah, we've, we've talked about that. Yeah. We've talked about that before in kind of our thoughts on, on confessions in general. Um, so scriptures. Let's jump into some scriptures and let's do take it. a look at uh, what it has to say what about does salvation what
0: does god have to say about it exactly exactly and i i think, No, i'm asking you what does God? oh have to gotcha say about well it? <laughs>
1: well let's go to philippians 1 6 all right first of all okay philippians 1 6 it says and i am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of jesus christ
0: well there you have it close the book <laughs> pretty darn clear right there yes
1: yeah it's clear (laughs) it's clear um that yeah if he started this work and and so it it does also mean that the the other points kind of set the stage for this as well right and we've we've mentioned this on on the previous episodes that we've had on the the other um, points points of calvinism right is that it's it they all lean on each other Mm -hmm. it's it's not like Here's the foundational point, and they build on each other. Like they all actually work in tandem together. Right. So if one of them's true, it's it's almost more like dominoes than it is like a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um so so you can logically deduce that, hey, if you're actually if you believe in total depravity, if we can't actually save ourselves, and we believe that um uh, in irresistible grace, that it's God who is the one who draws us to Himself. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that God is the one doing the work, and right. so if God is the one who's doing the work, then how can we say that because of our screw-ups that nullifies God's work? Right? Uh, We'd that, have
0: to be pretty powerful in yeah, order to do
1: that. Yeah, and or, we're not. And God would have to be pretty impotent, right? If he couldn't stop us from like. If he started something and then we screw it up and he couldn't fix it.
0: I'm pretty sure just, Christ conquered sin uh, on the cross.
1: Yeah. Pretty sure that happened. Yeah. Right. And well, I think, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about this in a bit, but then our experience of that is different than what, we, than what we know to be true as well. Is that, yes, Christ conquered sin on our behalf, yet we do still sin. Yet we're seen as sinless by God. So there, there, there are these things that, that um, are not contradictory. I'm not saying that, but that present difficulty, that present like- They seem to, paradoxical. Yes. Yeah. And, and perhaps may even be paradoxical. Um,
0: but that doesn't mean it's not true. Right. Because it, it's it what scripture it's says. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Love it. So <laughs> um, yeah. So Philippians, pretty simple. If God began a good work in you, he is going to see it through to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Like,
0: day. yeah, it's so, Amen. it's
1: it's it's laid out nice and simply there. Like, you are not, he will complete the work that he has started. If he has started it in you, you can have assurance that it will be completed. Um, at the day of Jesus Christ, that's so exciting because it means like at that, day of judgment mm-hmm. of that final day when when we are uh yeah, judged for what we've done right. for our for our sin um and you know that work that comes to completion is that jesus christ took our sin upon himself and we we are not going to be condemned for it so um Praise it's God. difficult to read this any i mean like the only other thing way that i could see someone kind of getting around this verse would be to say oh well this was for a specific person this was for someone that paul knew was saved you know what i mean like this was for a specific group of people not for all people who confess christ nowadays that's the only way that i could see this being
0: weak sauce yeah
1: yeah So, okay, I've got other scriptures here, so let's Mm -hmm. jump into those. Um, We've got a couple scriptures in John. Let's start with John 10. Okay. okay? John 10, verses 27 through 30. Yeah. Do you want to read them? Sure. Go for it.
0: This is Jesus speaking. Mm -hmm. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one.
2: Yeah,
1: man. It's
0: pretty self-explanatory. Yeah.
1: There's so much happening in these verses. It's so cool because um, Jesus is talking about his deity um the mystery of the trinity in there as mm-hmm. well i and the father are one he talks about what he does he talks about what the father does and he talks about how they're the same um they like he and the father are the same even though they're working right mm-hmm. even though they're working in different ways uh and and the omnipotence of god to to keep you um it, yeah there's so much here it's it's oh i'm i'm excited cuz it's it's just so So good um, to hear from Jesus what He has to say. But okay, so as it relates to our topic here today of of the preservation of the saints, Mm -hmm. okay, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Okay, so as we've said, that's irresistible grace, Mm -hmm. right? God is the one who calls, and we respond because He has made us alive. Right? I give them eternal life. And they will never perish, right? So what he he bestows upon those that are his is eternal life. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. Like again, it's exciting to me to read this because he's not saying I give them forgiveness of sins, I give them uh, I don't know uh, a way out of their despair, or I give them a prosperous life here on earth. Mm -hmm. He he's not. What he is saying is something that, again, we don't experience yet, but he's saying the gift of God is eternal life. Right. Like it that is given to you at the moment of your conversion. It's not that you're gifted, oh well, now your sins are washed away. So good luck. It's that you are gifted, yes, your sins are washed away, but you are given eternal life at that moment of conversion right? and it will be yours I can't remember the
0: exact wording so I'm probably going to totally botch it I've heard Michael Horton say it a million times but it's uh, something like um, Jesus didn't die just to
2: make it as though like
0: you've never sinned Mm -hmm. but made it as though you were perfectly righteous.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Which is
0: So it's not just like a clean slate. It's like you are perfectly righteous. Yes. You have Christ's righteousness. righteousness. Yeah. His perfection.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And and we see that in Christ. I mean, that's why uh, I, I don't I think I've I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I I think that's why. Jesus lived for so long before he even started his ministry was to fulfill the law, was to fulfill, right. to live that perfect life on our behalf. Now, certainly he was perfect. He continued to be perfect. Right. Um, even through throughout his ministry and what he had to suffer on our behalf. But it's not just that Jesus died, but that also he lived and he lived a perfect, sinless life that
2: accrued. <laughs> he was he was righteousness right like that that full
1: righteousness was was he fulfilled it Mm -hmm. and now it is ours through him yeah it's it's amazing stuff so he gives us eternal life and then at the end of verse 28 no one will snatch them out of my hand right they have eternal life and in First, he's saying, my sheep hear my voice, and then they come to me. And then the analogy he's using is that they are actually in his hand.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, think that's, I think that's a really cool like word picture. First, it's sheep in a field coming to him, and then it's he is holding them. Like he has grasped us right. in his hands. And isn't and he's, letting go. Right. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. It's, it's a done deal. Right. There's no getting out of this. Um, and, then, and then again, the, the whole Trinitarian aspect of this. My Father who's given them to me is greater than all. <laughs> no one's going to take them away. No one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. He, he, he says it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and the Father are one. So yeah, again, Jesus is saying, I, I am holding you. I'm grasping you. No one can take you away from me um awesome passage uh, yeah it's it's so good um but again it's it's pretty plainly set forth here yeah. i mean the the argument that i've heard against this passage is that oh well god says no one can snatch them out of his hand that doesn't mean that you can't leave but i think i think that completely goes against what jesus is saying here because Jesus says, my father who's given them to me is greater than all. Right. Like the point is that God is all He's powerful. greater
0: than your autonomy.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, so I think it's, it's hard for me to swallow the idea that, oh, well, no, Jesus is just saying no one else can take away your salvation. You can if you want to, but no one else can that that i'm
0: sorry you couldn't hear my eye roll
1: (laughs) that just flies in the face of what jesus is actually like jesus's point of the power of god um if if you want to make that argument then you're saying that it it just cuts against god's power
0: it means that your will is greater than god's
1: right right that at least and and to show charity that at least in this case god decides that your will can be greater (laughs) well i want to represent the opposing side (laughs) fairly um okay next verses is also in john but a few chapters back so john 6 um starting in verse 37 uh i'm not gonna read i've got actually 10 verses written down here
0: 37 through 47
1: yes yeah but i'm not gonna read all of them um it's
0: not that long
1: well i well the the middle section i'm not gonna I'm not gonna read, okay okay, so so the beginning at at verse thirty seven all that the Father gives me again, this is Jesus talking, mm-hmm. all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out, okay, pretty similar to what was said. well, what will be said later? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me, and this is the will of him who sent me. That I should lose nothing of all that He has given me, but raise it up on the last day, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So again, there's almost this convergence of, I'm thinking of 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 time in general, of the present and the future both kind of like melding together because it says that, that everyone who is his has eternal life. Right. Like at that moment, even though we don't experience it right now, you have it. It is yours. Um, and, and that's
0: the will of the father. That's the
1: will of the father that doesn't change, um, that Jesus is, is accomplishing on earth. like he came to accomplish that. On earth was to do that and he says that he should he will lose nothing of all that has been given him by the Mm -hmm. father um but raise it up on the last day so again this idea of it it's going to happen in the future but you have it right now right of of this idea and and that's commonly referred to as the already and the not yet Mm -hmm. so already we have eternal
0: life but like the, the three stages of salvation
2: Um, what's what are you referring to there three stages of salvation
0: well like you're justified sanctified and then
2: we'll be glorified yeah 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 exactly
1: exactly and that glory and what these verses are saying and what the what the p and tulip is saying is that that glorification is a a done deal like you can be assured that it is going to happen. Right. You know, you don't have to, um, you don't have to say, oh, if sanctification works out, then we'll be glorified. <laughs> you know? Um,
0: if sanctification works out.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. If you I mean, work.
0: Sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. So it's going to work out. Yeah. Because he's God. Yeah. And God doesn't mess up. So. Yeah. Good
2: stuff.
1: In. Um, Okay, verse forty-seven. Jumping down, Jesus says, "Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life." It's a present reality of something that will happen in the future. Right. It's pretty awesome. So, going along with the uh, what you had said about the stages of salvation, we're jumping to Romans eight verses twenty-nine and thirty. Um, this is where this is laid out. Paul says. For those whom he foreknew, obviously that's that God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that they might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So there you go. That's, I mean, it's... It's just the proof text behind what you mentioned yes. earlier is that it's it's a sure thing, it's a done deal, that right. the justification guarantees glorification. And I mean, like you said, sanctification as well. Mm-hmm. M- which is fun. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> but it's it's what's worked in us.
0: I also wanted to read Ephesians one, thirteen, fourteen. Okay. It says in him, you also, when you heard the word of, the, of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. We're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit.
3: Mm-hmm
0: who is our guarantee. Like, that's pretty strong language. Like, yeah. Sealed. Especially if you read Revelation, like all the things that are sealed, you're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance.
2: Right. It's guaranteed. Which means it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have any other verses?
0: Uh, John five twenty four. truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, because that also talks about kind of how eternal life breaks in on the here and now, like what it's doing right now, mm-hmm. how we, we have it and how it affects us as well.
0: Right. That's pretty cool. Does not come into judgment. Pretty awesome. Yeah. God's word is so good. Okay. <laughs> what other ones do you have?
1: Okay. So, so from here, that was all the kind of proof texts that, um, it's, well, it's Well, that we came up plain. with so far. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. Just that I came to the table with, um, because I think they're so, uh, yeah, plain and straightforward and it's, it's you have to do some, some mental gymnastics in order to get around these proclamations that Jesus makes. Mm -hmm. Um, So since it's pretty plain that God is going to, to glorify those whom he has called to himself, um, the the question becomes, and kind of like I had mentioned earlier is, is it sometimes our experience doesn't always line up with that. Like, Obviously, if you've been in church for any amount of time, I'm sure you know people or you at least have heard of people who had claimed to be in the faith, to have faith, um, to be a part of God's people who have since fallen away or are in some unrepentant sin Mm
3: -hmm. that, that
1: don't seem to be living like Christians, right? And this is addressed in scripture as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, again, I think that's where people often have the issue with the idea of preservation of the saints is because they see people whom they're like, no, they were Christians, but they're not anymore, and because of their, because of their, the church term is apostasy, you know, because of their um, denial of the faith. Now that they're no longer saved, um, and and so I, I want to. Sympathize with that, because like I mentioned earlier like that's difficult, <laughs> you know it's not easy to 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 see someone who you were almost certain was saved now denies christ you know i could I could list off a bunch of people that I looked up to uh even in in the music industry yeah. um who have sensed like fallen away right but again scripture mentions this and talks about this as well um the one passage that i have that that um that kind of talks about this is matthew 7 verses 21 and 23 again this is jesus talking so jesus says not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I
2: never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. That's, that's pretty heavy. That's pretty yeah. heavy. These <laughs> are people who thought that they were following God, mm-hmm.
1: who were convinced that their works. Um were enough like another church members to get them into heaven that that because they professed Christ and because they did things for God
2: that they were good enough to get into heaven
3: mm.
2: um but Jesus says that he never knew them, and I think that's important um it's important for
1: a number of reasons I mean. One, it's just an absolute stark. uh, uh, I was going to say admission, but not not even admission. Just a a a statement that no, they were not following him. He never knew them. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I think it's important because it shows that Jesus didn't say, "Oh, I didn't. I knew you thirty years ago, but not anymore." Right. Jesus is saying he never knew them. These were not true believers. These were not the same people whom Jesus talks about um, that we that we saw in Math or excuse me in John ten, where the the sheep hear my voice and they know who I am. They know my voice, and I know them, and -hmm. they will never be snatched out of my hand. Um, these
2: are people who never knew God, right. even though they thought they did. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to even talk about it just because it's so... Um...
1: I talked about earlier in the podcast how I like horror stories, <laughs> <laughs> but this is a, a different nature than yeah. than a scary story. Like, this is this is actually talking about people who will be judged based on their works and fall under the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I I guess my words are few (laughs) because I'm not the judge. Um, But what God says here, yeah, is that he, he never knew these people who appear to, be a part of the church to be a part of God's people who are doing these works who are prophesying in his
2: name who are casting out demons who are doing many mighty works that were never known by God Reminds me of a very
0: popular movement
1: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) that you like to uh, talk about
2: a lot Mm Mm-hmm
1: Watch American Gospel. It's a good movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Um, I have another verse. Okay, let's go. First uh, John chapter two, verse 19.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They went out from us, but they were not of us. Or if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain
2: that they all are not of us. It's plain. What is plain?
0: That they're not of us <laughs> if they go out from us.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, I think that that's the flip side of what we're talking about here. We're saying if they are, if you are a true Christian, if you are a true believer, if God has called you to himself, you will. Be glorified. You have eternal life. Therefore, the flip side to that is those who have gone out from us, those who are no longer, who seem to have fallen away in our, in the way that, right, Right. in the way that we see things, it looks like they fell away
2: from the faith. Here, it's pretty plain, they were never of us, Mm -hmm. which is,
1: uh, again it's 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 a it's a harrowing concept because i can i can even think of people who could profess uh doctrine really well right you know who helped me in my faith um who are no longer professing christians so that said um
0: well and that it's interesting that line of thinking like if you could have been a Christian and then fall away from it. So that would be saying that you were saved, you lost your salvation. So then can you be saved again?
1: I I would think so.
0: How would that even work? Yeah. Like there's nothing in scripture that substantiates someone being saved a second time. Like having multiple salvations like this. Yeah.
2: Right. I th- I think that's
1: also kind of playing fast and loose with the atonement. <laughs> you know, like, what then did Jesus accomplish on the
0: cross right. if it
1: wasn't your salvation? Or if it was only your salvation for a
0: time? <laughs> yeah, that would seem pretty uh, insufficient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's based on your work right. and your profession. So, Yeah. Yeah. You have to I I think you really have to do some mental gymnastics and theological gymnastics with what with what is laid out in scripture. Um and this is also why we've said on this podcast before, it is it's good to read scripture in the context of the rest of scripture. Right. Like God does not contradict himself. It all works together. Um and so you it, it is best to know the rest of the bible in order to understand certain passages um so and i i i hope i hope you hear that is encouraging because for me that just means like every time i go to scripture there's going to be something new (laughs) because there because i can read it in light of something else in scripture
0: that makes sense Mm -hmm. there's a really cool little point here in this got questions page Um, Mm -hmm. that says rather than proving we can lose our salvation those people who profess christ and quote-unquote fall away simply reinforces the importance of testing our salvation to make sure we are in the faith yes um and making our calling and election sure by continually examining our lives to make sure we are growing in godliness and it brings up a couple of scripture verses that go along with that. I'm sure you probably have them on your list.
1: Those are the last two. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that was where I wanted to kind of wrap up the discussion is about like, okay, if we understand that we can have assurance that God is going to glorify his people, but we also know that there are going to be people who are deceived right. about their they're standing with God, mm-hmm. um, then what does that leave us to do? And so there, there are two kind of final thoughts. And the first one um, is just what she said, is that we ought to be evaluating our, our standing with God. Mm-hmm. Not in such a way that says, oh, if we're doing terrible, you know, if we're struggling with sin today.
0: It must mean I'm not saved.
1: Right. Right, or it must mean that I've lost my salvation and I need to do better, therefore I can be sure that I'm saved. That's not, that's not what we're saying. We ought to do better, this is in scare quotes for anyone <laughs> who can't see me, which is everyone. Um, like we ought to, to be better people. We ought to show the fruit of the spirit more.
0: Growing in godliness.
1: Right, because we love God, not because we're afraid that if we don't, We're going to lose our salvation. We're not really saved.
0: Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands."
1: Boom. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) So um, two scriptures real quick. Second Corinthians 13, five Mm -hmm. is the first one. It says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Wow. There you go. (laughs) Pretty plain. (laughs) Test yourselves. Mm. Or do you not realize this about yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you, Mm. unless indeed you fail to meet the test.
2: See, so again, the the test is whether Christ is in you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, it's seen
1: by our works. It's seen by the things that we desire. It's seen by our the fruit that we produce. Right, but ultimately your salvation
0: is seen by the fruit that you produce. Right, but that's not what causes your salvation.
1: Exactly. It's not born by the fruit. The fruit right. comes from the root. Right. <laughs> the fruit isn't what, what actually makes it appear. It's, right. it's totally backwards. Um. So the other
2: scripture is 2 Peter
0: 1.10. I mean, it just reminds me of the, the parables of the seeds mm-hmm. that Jesus told. Nice. Like,
2: which is what our pastor is
1: going to be preaching right. on Sunday. You
0: plant a seed. You, know, you preach the gospel. You plant that seed. And if it's rooted
2: in the foundation of
0: Jesus Christ in the faith, like if you have that salvation, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have that, the foundation of the Holy Spirit in you, you will produce fruit
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah and if you plant a seed in our ministry then the fruit of that will be prosperity <laughs> just kidding uh, <laughs> sorry I, I just, just about heard, got planned, like the breath it. knocked out of me <laughs> right
0: there I like, no <laughs>
1: How could that even come out of your mouth? <laughs> okay. Second Peter 1 verse 10. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent mm-hmm. to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. So this, this is serious. You know, be diligent to confirm your Mm. calling and election. Um, Well, then
0: what about the, if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Does that mean that you can fall?
1: (laughs) Well, I I think if you. No,
0: it just, you go back to the other verses. Right. You look at all of scripture. (laughs) Yeah. To know that that's not what it's saying
1: exactly exactly (laughs) well and he's talking about confirming your calling so if you can confirm it then you're never going to fall right but if you can't confirm it there's the possibility of
0: falling because you don't have the faith in the first place
2: exactly exactly um so the final kind of thought unless you have more thoughts on this of testing yourself um
1: testing and 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 making sure can can you see in yourself a love for god mm-hmm. are you a, are you a changed person and i don't just mean your outward actions but are you changed right um so the final thing that I, that i just kind of wanted to take this is is something that was born out of a relationship that we've had with another person who um who i thought we were pretty close to um, who then entered into unrepentant sin. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we were talking about this situation as we have multiple times. And one of the conclusions that I came to when when kind of thinking through this, especially because I thought that this person was a believer, mm-hmm. you know, in the conversations that we had with this person and things that we had learned together um and just exhibiting this unrepentant sin really kind of um was shocking in in such a way that and it, it hurt deeply right and and so in our conversations of how we ought to deal with this and what, what we ought to do it kind of came up like okay well well do we think this person was actually saved? how do how do we treat this person and it can the conclusion that that I had come to is regardless like we we can't know for certain they're standing before the Lord, but in either case, whether this is a person who does not have salvation or whether this is a person who is just in a period
2: of Living, Unre- yeah, unrepentant sin. living in sin. Mm-hmm. Um, the same offer of
1: forgiveness can be extended. It's it's the same. The remedy is the same. In the both. gospel
0: should be preached to the person, no matter what. Exactly,
1: repent and believe.
0: I mean, I need to hear the gospel every single it, yes, day. Yes, and I have assurance. So <laughs> like, right, right. An unbeliever and Christians both need to hear the gospel yes continually
1: 100 percent. i just wanted to bring that up because um because i think there there are different ways i I think we ought to be more um we ought to scrutinize ourselves more and other people less that's what i'm trying to say so as it comes to ourselves the scriptures say to test yourself Mm -hmm. okay um so we ought to be critical of ourselves as it relates to other people, I don't want to be that jerk Calvinist who's out and saying, "Oh, well, you don't have salvation because you're not showing any fruit." I, I I can't make that assumption that I can know someone else's standing with the Lord. Right. I can I can treat people based on their fruit, mm-hmm. um, but I can't say that I know for sure. And so, but I think that the. the kind of the encouragement that I, that I receive is knowing that regardless of their standing with the Lord, their remedy is the same. Mm -hmm. It is the gospel, right? It is God himself. It is leading people to see the goodness of Christ and what he has done on behalf
2: of his people. So that was the last thought that I had is, is how to treat people when we
1: don't know about their, they're standing with the Lord, mm. which I mean, in all honesty, we can't know. So <laughs> it's not like we can have assurance for other people, but yeah. in as much as we can, know as we can know. Right. Exactly. Like even between us. Right. I mean, <laughs> if I could know anyone else's salvation outside of myself, it would be, it would be yours. Right. Right. And, and so as much assurance that I possibly can have, I have for you.
2: Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> Alright,
1: well, do you have any other thoughts about Perseverance of the Saints? Or Preservation of the Saints?
0: Preservation. Um,
1: I do not. Alright. Well, if any of you listeners have any thoughts, we would love to hear them. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. Our email address is so talk to me podcast at com. or you can like us and follow us on Facebook. Um, We're just... So Talk To Me podcast on Facebook. We post updates about episodes and everything else that floats our boat <laughs> whenever we want. But I, I think uh, we've talked enough for tonight. Definitely. I think we're good. <laughs> this is a good episode. It's, it's, it's been encouraging. I've it has,
0: yes. Reading God's, God's word is always encouraging. Yeah,
1: <laughs> love it.
0: And convicting,
1: yeah, ain't it the truth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. It always hurts so good. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. It is. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, till next time. Till episode seventy-one. You 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 take care, and you go go talk to someone. Bye. <laughs>